Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 208, episode 5 of Daily Zeitgeist, a yeah. production of iHeartRadio. Yes, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it's Friday, November 5th, 2021. Mm -hmm. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a., uh, and this one has some real Morning Zoo parody song energy, and I mean that is the highest compliment. Fox News, I'm not enjoying. Ben Shapiro is annoying. And Tucker Carlson's a dickhead. Oh. And Rudy Giuliani is touching his salami, adjusting <laughs> his belt on the bed. That is courtesy of Picked Last in Zeit Class. Oh. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray! Daddy died three years old. Blew a plane to high and is poor. <laughs> Death was faked a hole in space. The son of JFK, Black Hole John, won't you come? And validate my brain, Jack Hole John. I said Jack Hole John. Whatever. Jack Hole Won't John. you come? My nickname. Won't you come? Jack Hole John. <laughs> Jack Hole John. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Video James on the Discord. Video you know James. I like getting my Chris on with Fucking that sound garden. That was amazing. Oh, love to see it. Love to see it. You put in parentheses. Feel free to punch up. Didn't need it. I think the most I did was call it Jack Hole John. Yeah, which is just my nickname in some houses of ill oh, repute. Oh, because you're legally John, right? Yeah. I forget about that. Well, Miles, we are mm. thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and talented podcast host, uh, who you know from Ethnically Ambiguous. Let's and let's not the, do the whole hubbubaloo, okay? Uh, it's Anna. To. I'm, I'm doing it. here. Executive okay. producer of some uh -huh. of the greatest podcasts ever, such as This Is Important and Las Culturistas, and the greatest podcast oh ever, uh, The Daily Zeitgeist. Please welcome <laughs> the brilliant, the talented, Anna Hosnier! Hello! Yes, yes, I'm here. And a banana in pajamas. Okay, we got that out of the way. Going down uh, right there. <laughs> I'm here. I'm very busy. I know. I feel like you're going <laughs> to do you this so much. whole thing with the energy of like w giving us the wrap. It. I'm not going to lie. I do need you guys <laughs> to wrap it up. I, I know. So started. <laughs> started two minutes ago. Your favorite line that people say, Anna? I'm just so, I'm just so busy right I'm now. I'm just crazy busy right now. Mm. No, let's just get into it. We had a guest book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We changed our entire schedule for this guest. Yeah. So we had a guest book for the time that we always record. That uh -huh. guest then, and this is the first time guest, so don't yeah. look to our back catalog and act nope, like you're going to. And they were like, oh, could you actually record at 1.30? And we were like, yeah, sure. We'll change our entire schedule the night for before you. recording for you. Mm -hmm. Good sir. It is a <laughs> yeah. a boy, as if you didn't Suffice know Suffice to say. Joe Biden will not be coming. On yeah. This yeah. Fuck Joe Biden guy. ghosted the pod. And yeah. so I was in a training. I left the training to come <laughs> guest on the I pod. Know. Where's Joe Byron? <laughs> so not I'm here. You. All the is one late. thing that you would rather be doing a training than is being on Daily Zeitgeist, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, the training yeah, was going right. great. Um, 
<laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> the one thing you have to know about on is she 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 fucking loves a training. Loves a training. Oh my god. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the second that HR lets us know a training is required, I get a little flag that's like, Anna Husnia has completed the training. Well, the good thing is that once they're like training, I'm like, oh, cool. You know, an hour to sit there and completely zone out and take nothing in. That's what a training is. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, means like nice no little... one can email me if they text me. I'm like, oh, my God, so I'm sorry. I'm in a training. <laughs> what really is happening <laughs> is I'm sleeping with my eyes open. <laughs> my toenails. And those are yeah. the greatest moments. <laughs> that is something people should know about you is that you sleep with your eyes open and just like have one half of your brain at a time asleep like a dolphin, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, unfortunately, I had to start. Uh, I used to sleep with just one eye closed and mm-hmm. people thought it was really weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> I now keep both eyes open. People say I sleep with my eyes open. A lot oh, of people man. do do that. I think it's like, like, the, like the casual. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know people I mean? do actually do that. I mean, yeah. like wide open. So they think I'm fully cognizant in this training, but I don't right. blink. So my eyes get really red. And then, right, they, right, you know, right. what are you going to yeah. do? I sleep yeah, with know. my eyes fully open like a dead guy in a movie, and then somebody has to come through and, like, p- put their hand over my eyes to close them. <laughs> Isn't like, that always the most beautiful moment in movies? <laughs> Does that ever happen not. in real life? I feel No! Like... First of all, you see a dead body, you ain't touching them eyes. What are you right. talking like, about? But usually it's, like, someone who's, like, comfortable with, with corpses, you know what I mean? Like right. a doctor or, like, a combat medic. Like, yeah. he's gone. Or a cop. <laughs> But they, shit. but they never do it with like two fingers. They always do it with like a, it's like a Jedi wave over the face, and somehow the eyes oh, yeah. become closed. For I some never, reason. yeah, you never see, or you take two index fingers. <laughs> and go, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone who's first in corpses, like, is is rigor set in a certain point in the eyes? Like, is it easy to close the eyes? Like one yeah. of those baby dolls. Mm-hmm. This is getting morbid. Yeah. Anyway, like one of those baby dolls. What the fuck? You know, like that, like they like they got the eyes that like open, but then you lean them back and then they're like the, the eyelids close and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like those old dolls. I remember being like, this is like, this is what a toy is. I tried to sell one of those as haunted. I was like, the eyes fucking close <laughs> when you lay it down. Fucking freak shit. Yo, I'm as people will probably be able to figure out. I am the most tired I've been in a long time because we had a we had a night terror last night in the household and i realized as i was doing research on it i found out it was my fault because i used to sleepwalk and apparently like 80 percent of kids who have night terrors that come from stock of sleepwalkers so oh but you don't sleepwalk anymore i haven't in a long time i used to when i was a kid and then i would sleepwalk when i was drunk and i no longer get drunk so i don't sleepwalk anyways on a we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, uh, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. That Texas insurrectionist, the other T.I. that flew <laughs> in on that private jet. You know, people are trying to act like she's going to jail. Uh, she was wrong, but she's basically right. I mean, she's basically right. About, she was right about her white. Yeah, she said, uh, we'll just read the tweet to jog your memory. Definitely not going to jail. Sorry, I have blonde hair, white skin, a great job, a great future, and I'm not going to jail. Sorry to rain on your hater parade. I did nothing wrong. So that's uh, she she got sentenced in uh, air quotes. Uh, we're going to talk about that CNN milk story. And then we're going to talk about Scotty Pippen. Uh, all of that. Plenty more, but first, super producer Anna Hosnier. We like to ask our super producers, 
What is something from your search history? Oh, I was looking up Mount Vernon Inn. Um, mm. <laughs> mm. This is life as hell. So my <laughs> good friend is getting married. She texted okay. us this morning saying, I'm getting yeah, married. Go, Life is hell. My good friend's getting married. <laughs> well, okay. Here's the thing. This location she's getting married at. Sorry, there's no way you'll listen to this. But if you do, my bad. There's nothing you can do about it. She's getting married at the Mount Vernon Inn, basically on George Washington's land. Wow. And fucking so cool. Is it? And no. um, <laughs> so I was Googling what the fuck this is and how to get there. Jesus Christ. Can we get a connecting fl- or not even get, let's just get a nonstop to this bitch, please. And uh, so I was looking up on the map quest map quest. What am I? 80 <laughs> on the Google map maps. Wow. Where did my Thomas guide <laughs> on the Google maps? <laughs> so you can like see the location and then right. it's like the Lady Washington shop. Bowling Green. What? And then it's like the Washington family tomb. Mm. You're trying to get married next to the Washington family tomb? Oh. Ugh, disgusting. Disgusting. Anyway, so the venue also has a bunch of like facts about it and it's like identifies as woman owned. Like, okay. Then it's like identifies as (laughs) I don't know. It's (laughs) we're not actually woman owned. No, but we say that for to be listed on a a woman woman owned business directory. (laughs) Yes, and then it also says LGBTQ plus friendly. Oh no, you're right. Literally on Google Maps, it says with like a purple heart identifies as women owned. Yes, and right above that, LGBTQ plus friendly. Now, if you have to say it, it brings concern to me because now I'm like. Are you? (laughs) Why? Why are you telling me this? And you made a point to make sure it shows up on Google. At the very least, it suggests that the surrounding community might not be the most LGBTQ. (laughs) Right. It's like, hey, this is a safe place uh, where we'll kind of obscure the history of where his pictures came from. An island of the light and darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I guess, figure out where to stay around there where (laughs) I don't know, man. Hey, Zeitgang, if you live in, uh, you know, the surrounding area, Annandale, Alexandria, you know. Yeah, uh, I can't figure out what city this place is in either. I'm like, it's just like an area. (laughs) I I don't get it. I don't know. What is it like? South Alexandria? (laughs) Or I guess it's just called Mount Vernon. See, this is this is what happens when people who aren't from somewhere. Look at a map. I don't know. What's it called? (laughs) That's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Basically, this is one of my good friends from childhood. But, uh. She's not, she's not from the East Coast. So to me, I'm like, you want an East Coast wedding right now? All right. Is that expensive, too, to get, like, married at fucking Mount Vernon? Mount Vernon? I don't know. I'm not checking mm-hmm. her finances. But, uh, no, I mean, it's just, like, it's just so random. I'm not used to it. And it, it's not that it's bad. I just don't want to be that close to a Washington tomb. But also, I just don't get anything on the East Coast. So it's very strange to me. And, hmm. You seem to be thriving in when you're in Little Compton. Yeah, because it's a little country town. I'm used to little country towns, but like I don't, oh. I don't know what to do with the suburb of DC. I yes, I do watch Real Housewives of Potomac before you come into my mentions, but they all live all over the place. So even I don't understand that. I've looked at a map of all their houses, well, and I'm look, like, what? Now you got time. Now you got time to to get familiar. I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, I'm gonna plan the bachelorette party. And yes, I'm going to make her, I don't know, potentially um, lose her mind. <laughs> okay. Well, 
Anna, what is something that you think is overrated? I think just like having a body in general. <laughs> Here we go. It's exhausting. Do you want to just be a consciousness uploaded to like uh, the cloud? No, I mean, I just like every day I got to take my vitamins. Oh, I got to fart. Oh, I got to poo. Oh, I got to pee. Oh, I got this. Oh, I got that. Oh, my arm hurts. Why? Hard to say. Oh, my neck. Ah, I looked at something. I got a headache. It's like, oh, my God. Every day it's something new. Um, and I do just want to come in here and say that we had to edit. So that <laughs> kept going for an hour and a half of <laughs> the different things that Anna was saying that she has to do. We did have to edit that out. Yeah, but here, here we are eight. coming back to the conversation. Oh, and then my armpit smells. <laughs> oh, and then my ear has wax in it. Yeah. Oh it's man, always something. It, it, tr it truly is always something. Fortunately, you know, once you hit your forties, your body starts working really good. So I can't <laughs> okay. identify with this at all. Get all oiled up. Or I. Uh, yeah. What is something you think is underrated? I want to give some love to Anna Ferris. Yeah. There's all this like Twitter stuff going on, I guess. What's his name? Oh, shit. Chris Pratt Chris posted it with his new wife and is oh, like, right. said that thing about like, I, I look, I don't know what his situation is. I don't know if he was being shady. He doesn't feel like he knows how to be shady because he's all like, you know, Bibled up. But he was like, oh, I, she gave his, this new wife whose name, I'm sorry, I forget who he married. Oh, Schwarzenegger. He married. Uh, a Schwarzenegger yeah. that she gave him like a healthy daughter and I yeah. guess I, I don't know I, I don't know the exact details I believe Anna Ferris's son was born like premature and so they had to like you know obviously he, ha he had yeah, some complications some so like I don't yeah, know I don't know if that was active shade but I'll, regardless it's like you don't need to write that period you don't need to write that you don't need to acknowledge that there was a healthy child when at some point you had an issue with another child it's like that's not cool that's absolutely not cool. It's also like I agree that it doesn't he doesn't feel like he's capable of like being actively intentionally yeah. shady. He feels like he's the type of person who like considers himself above shadiness and would say some shit like that without even like thinking about it because he feels mm. like he's like so far above it. And what? I it's just facts. You know, yeah. I, mean, look, I just think okay, like, yeah. you can praise your wife without like saying stuff like that. Cause I think Anna Ferris is dope as hell. She's funny. She's like the most like human person you've ever read. Like all her podcasts, she just seems so high. It's the most relatable shit I've ever heard. She's yeah. just like, what? And you're <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's how I, I mean, feel. There have even been times I think we've had to interact with her and you're like, I'm, I've always been taken aback at how normal she is she yeah. seems like the most normal person and she's so funny let's give it up for scary movie okay single-handedly mm -hmm. her and regina hall carried those films so funny i mean honestly she's a i in my opinion legendary uh comedic honestly, actor love love me some anna Ferris. i also think that she like I don't know if they're the best episodes of SNL, but I think some of her guest hosting on SNL, like some of the role, some of the her performances are like some of the strongest moments I've ever seen a guest host have on SNL. She's just like so naturally funny and feel like underrated mm. as a as a comedic force. I like how people are, there's someone tweeted about how like you could look at this post and it'll very quickly tell you what side of the planet you're on based on what you think of that post like if it's cringe or oh. sweet and normal 
Let's just say Tulsi Gabbard commented on it. And I was like, oh, oh Tulsi. I mean, yeah, damn. I mean, I mean, Regina Hall. It was nice to see her in uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah. That's when I was like, look at that fucking range. It ain't just comedy. No, she's Wait. also amazing. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And Jenna Ryan is back in the news. Yeah. This is the Texas insurrectionist whose tweet I uh, read up top. I love the, I love the confidence of a white woman. I mean, it's really something when you say definitely not going to jail. Sorry. Like, whoa. It's really Damn weird. it. Again, it's the fucking star in Mario. You know what I mean? Yeah. These people walked. She she was live streaming, going into the Capitol, also like like posed with some broken shit. And then even in the live stream, like let people know, because, you know, she's a real estate and life coach, real estate agent slash life coach. She was like, yeah, if you guys also like in the Capitol, like, yeah, man, if you guys need your house so, like sold, I will get that shit sold. Like mm. dropped a quick thing for that. She's like, even if I have to break into the home of a potential buyer and and threaten them with physical violence to do the thing that I want, completely unrelated to what I'm doing now. Yeah. But yeah, this is the thing that's been happening with a lot of these insurrectionists is you're like, OK, uh, it seems like this can't be a slap on the wrist. But because of the makeup of the offenders, we're seeing the very, I guess, normal thing happen with our justice system, because a lot of people are thinking like, OK, maybe this will be six months, which right. still seems light but i don't know that's that's where they were kind of that seemed to be like a, a standard thing and everyone was like oh shit okay well it looks like that's what it's going to be six months possibly but then federal prosecutor said that she should spend 60 days mm. I so mean, that's yeah so that's just a third of what the actual sentence could have been they're daring america to do something and america is doing less than something they're doing like just the least fucking amount that they possibly can. They're like, right. They're like, every insurrectionist gets a complimentary PDF blueprint schematic of the Capitol right. for the next one. But yeah, it, it's it's a very, I don't know. I mean, like, it. I think my first instinct is to think of all the other people who are in prison for much longer for doing much less. Yeah. Um, but that's just how it is out. Sure. And I don't know, like, is this even a deterrent? Right. Does this even what what is the effect? Because, I mean, at the very towards the after she had all that confidence when people were like, uh, lady, you're self owning right now on Twitter. She like came out and was like, I compl I like I I did the lie. I'm embarrassed. I did the lie. I regret everything, which just sounds like some shit you say in court because mm -hmm. you got caught in mm -hmm. 60 days and a five thousand dollar fine. Which, as we know, like the the fact that it's a fine at all is just. You know, that doesn't yeah, it's apply a poor to people. It's, it's a, a poor, poor people. people. Yeah. Punishment. It's not for P jet flying real estate agent life coaches. Right. That matters like, nothing to her. She's probably adding, probably doing a TikTok video where she's like, how I how I made five thousand dollars to pay my federal crime fine. Yeah. First, like a uh, fine distressed properties. It's just like, oh, here we go. OK. I will say a lot of attention got paid to the white supremacy, the terrorism, the attempt to overthrow democracy, but nobody was taking advantage of what a great marketing opportunity January yeah. 6th was, except for uh, Jenna Ryan, you know? Her and that one, that one dude who shot a rap video. 
<laughs> did somebody shoot a rap video? Oh yeah, this like uh, hillbilly rapper dude shot a full on fucking video at the Capitol yeah. that day. Wait, right. so this is her tweet. Definitely not going to jail. That's that's mm-hmm. her. Sorry, I yes. have blonde hair, white skin, a great job, great future, and I'm not going to jail. Hmm. Sorry to fortunate she didn't breed. learn grammar though. Oof. Well. Wow. I, see, that's the thing that only non-white people have to contend with. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like, because bad, bad grammar will get you completely disregarded for a job or whatever. But yeah, this is, uh, I mean, just looking mm. at that tweet, it's it's like infuriating. And then you're like, you know, you're kind of right, though. Fucking 60 days. Right. Wait, so she is going to jail for 60 days. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so she's definitely, what do you mean definitely not going to jail? Sounds like definitely you are going to jail. Well, I mean, I think in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I've left a towel outside for 60 days and without noticing. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I left this towel outside. Right. I feel like if you are if you're at this point where you are really being like, I'm going to I'm going to use my means to go to the Capitol and, and overturn the election results, you might be down to do 60 days. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it's just overt. Like, this is how it works. Sorry, guys. And like 60 days doesn't seem like enough to contradict the fact that this is how it works. Like right. that, that is how it works. So uh, the tweet's not actually correct. <laughs> uh, that tweet gets five Pinocchios. I will say though, right. she'll get out in like two days for yeah, whatever for sure. good behavior. <laughs> for white behavior. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean like, cause you, uh, I always just think of, you know, like that woman, Tanya McDowell, who went to prison for five years because she changed she said that she lived in a different area to get her kid in a different school district. Yeah. yeah. And that's fucking five years. Right. You know. Cool. That's a pretty common scam. A lot cool of people do. Out there, which oh, is... yeah. Well, the school district wow. shuffle is a time-honored tradition because of our <laughs> education system. Where it's like, do you have a cousin who lives there? Okay, so that's going to be your address yeah. on paper. And if anybody wants to know why you would have to lie about that, look at the uh, Boston school busing riots right. of the late 70s where they tried to integrate the school system and there was just an outright like race riot from the white people of boston to like try and keep their schools segregated so and then it just got erased from history but it's like one of the if you actually look at that story it's one of the most amazing stories that just got memory hold by our Uh media right well, because that th- there wasn't that kind of stuff going on back then. That that right. that was way back. Right, right. It's still happening. All right, let's talk about that CNN milk story. Oof. <laughs> so CNN back at it again. Yeah, killing it. You know, first they told us yesterday about that Chrissy Teigen had a theory as to why Kim Kardashian might be with Pete Davidson. Uh, we talked about this on yesterday's trending, Anna, but you'll never believe this. Her theory was that it's because he's funny. That was a CNN story. Wait, are her and Kanye divorced? I think yeah. they're in oh. process, if not yeah. fully, fully. Sorry, I mean, a lot of like, this is yeah. over my head. Well, because a lot of people thought they were they showed they were like going out places together that they thought there was some kind of reconciliation, but it's it doesn't sound like that's the case. I see, I see. So mm-hmm. she's she's mm-hmm. hanging out with him because he's funny. Yes, yeah. I mean he's funny and he's. Hung like a hog. <laughs> I, yeah, honey. But yeah, this uh, CNN story is chock full of wonderful journalism because it feels like the whole thrust of this piece was to like, let's sit 
like they started off. It's like, we want to see like how actual American people are dealing with inflation and rising prices. And so they centered this piece around the Stotler family in Texas. They have nine kids. And the thing that got everyone's attention was this one part of the interview where they talk about how goddamn milk is so fucking expensive. So let's listen to that. Probably in June, it was about a dollar's worth a dollar. So now that dollar is worth about 70 cents. All right, now we're moving on to dairy, which is right there. We started seeing everything going up. Grocery prices went up. Gallon of milk was $1.99. Now it's $2.79. Well, when you buy 12 gallons a week times four weeks, you know, you're t that's a lot of money. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> thanks, brother. Also, I just want to say, she said, thanks, brother. Of this, I'm not. This man's wearing a mask, but I'm assume a black man who handed her some eggs at the wow. store, and I was like, "Oh, you, you one of them, huh?" Hey, brother. Okay, thanks, uh. brother. <laughs> okay, uh, made me cringe a little bit in my skin. But a lot of people are pointing. I mean, aside from the fact, I think most people were just holding on to this one part of like, "Hold on, man, you buying twelve fucking gallons of milk a week every fucking week?" At first, that was my objection but then nine kids i just like that do that doesn't even make sense to me like in any mathematical i don't know maybe maybe 12 gallons a week does seem like way 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 too much i mean right. the kids are like they're they're all seem like they're grown ish you know like they're not all babies so maybe they're like you know in puberty so they just need millions of calories to sustain their growth or some shit but I think more than anything, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I'm giving them too much credit there because like at most with two kids, we've gone through maybe one in a, in a week at most. I okay. can't imagine. So times, times four, and, four a and a half is four and a half gallons of milk, not 12 gallons of fucking milk. Well, look, let's, let's all the milk math aside. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very I'm very interested in this point because the whole thing of this CNN piece was like inflation's like out of control. Like mm. what's going on? Like mm. this family used to pay a dollar ninety nine for gas and now they're paying fucking what? Eighty cents more two seventy nine. That would look like a really good example of pretty significant inflation. What's that fucking 40 percent or whatever. Mm. But Aaron Gordon at Vice was sort of pointing out that none of this segment really makes sense as it relates to the concept of inflation at all. You know, the the big thing people are contending with is whether or not like this in these increases in prices that we're facing is just something temporary that's born out of the pandemic and supply chain issues, or if we're actually in the midst of like legit panic level inflation. And at the moment, it seems like it is not. You know, the consumer price index shows that people are paying more for stuff like you, we've talked about, like used cars being like worth a lot more gas prices have gone up. But they're also quick to point out that the prices were abnormally low last year. So there's kind of like a perspective shift that people are experiencing as it relates to that. But milk, they said, has been fucking steady, like in terms mm -hmm. of cost, like the milk thing really doesn't make much sense nobody could find an example of milk being 199 like within the past decade i don't think yeah yeah most people are like hold on hold on hold on well, where were you getting a gallon of milk for 199 right. who is drinking milk uh, at a rate of 12 gallons of milk a week uh this family family but I mean, like, yeah. don't we all like drink almond or oat or no, soy I don't like milk at all i'm confused at this point. 
I keep like cream, like half and half from my coffee sometimes. I don't understand really more who, for Her Majesty. Who but. isn't lactose intolerant yet? <laughs> oh, could you imagine? This is actually a story about abuse and all these <laughs> kids are lactose intolerant. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, these are actually for punishments. It feels like we're all lactose intolerant at this point. Like, how? How are we still drinking milk? I'm not. I I could drink a gallon of milk, but I choose not to. One guess is that they this was paid for by the Dairy Farmers of America, since the dairy lobby is like secretly one of the most powerful forces in America. Hmm. And either this was this is paid product placement, like tell them that a family should be drinking twelve gallons of milk a week, CNN. <laughs> Or this family is just subject to that because that that's, you know, one of the only times that heart disease and death from heart disease has gone down in American history was when there were dairy rations during the World War II. And then the dairy right, farmers. Like, hey, you've got to stop rationing it. Yeah. They're but, just like, get it back out there. They, like, again, with milk, right? Like you're saying, it hasn't been a dollar ninety nine in a decade. Right. But anything like that right currently of all the things where the prices are going up, Dairy and like milk are the are items that are actually like at their lowest. Mm-hmm. So, like dairy prices have only risen like six tenths of a percent over the last year, and that's even like lower than what the targeted annual inflation rate is for milk. So they're like, this is so weird. CNN like more than anything, milk lobby or not, it's like, what are you trying to say? Because you're trying to act as if this is a huge problem because you're presenting a case where there's people experiencing a forty percent price hike on milk when that isn't actually backed by any of the data around inflation. But that's, I guess, CNN. They're not the best when it comes to the news. But Aaron Gordon is like sort of pointing out like the thing that I think this piece is really more about is that this is about consumer sentiment, that metric, right? which is the thing that if people are optimistic about the economy, then they'll spend more and buy more shit and bigger, you know, items and things like that. But if they don't feel good about where the economy is at, there and they don't think they can pay shit off, then you're less likely to spend and you're more of in a holding pattern because things feel fraught. And I think that is something that is legit. And I think many people are experiencing that. But to then just be like, inflation? Mm. Milk uh-huh. is like used as the quiz for politicians to make sure they're down to earth. Like, how much does a gallon of milk cost, huh? Prove that you're, you know, still one with That's the true. people. Right. How much does a gallon and of milk cost? Uh, two eight two two sixty two eight yeah two eighty two eighty nine. <laughs> Jeez, inflation. Am I right? Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly don't understand 99. this story at all because, like, I again don't buy milk, and I don't. I just I don't. Genuinely, honestly, I don't really understand the concept of inflation, other than like money costs more than money used to cost. I don't know what is going yeah. on. It's just things get things get more expensive. Everything in the economy gets more expensive and nobody's pay goes up to keep pace yeah. with that. Oh, you mean so like, America? I see that you could have just said like we live in America and I'd be like, mm. oh, yeah, in America. <laughs> I get right. that in concept. America. You don't have to use fancy words. <laughs> the, the other thing they point out is like there was, you know, panic level type inflation. That shit was like that happened in like the 70s. You know what I mean? Where like food prices went up 20 percent in like 1973. Like that's significant and was documented. But in this instance, it it's just sort of like a interesting piece that's trying it's using inflation to possibly just talk about something else. Mm. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back. Uh-huh. 
And we're back. And what Scotty... do you mean I'm not allowed to come back on as a guest? Hey, hey, I said, don't, don't keep it till. OK, now we got to go back to break. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just causing havoc. Uh, Scotty Pippen is. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's how I feel about Scotty. But that's not how Scotty feels about Scotty. Well, that's know. tough. He's been going through it yeah. since the last dance came out. You know, he he lost a child recently, and he's just seemed very, like, distraught and really angry, especially as about the last dance. I mean, we were we talked a lot about that documentary series last year, how amazing it was. And honestly, I think for even like with you, Anna, I felt like you really were like, dude, I fucking Scotty Pippen's like the best part of this. Or you're like, I really fuck well, with Scotty Pippen now after no, seeing this. There is no Michael without Scotty. Sorry. Right. He yeah. helped him a lot. He was his boy. He was assisting. And I, since day one, have always been from as young as I remember, Scotty was the one that I was the most allured by because I understood Jordan was this kind of savant in what he did, which I was like, yeah, we get right. it. Cool. Good for you. What about this guy? But Scotty, Scotty held, Scotty was part of the glue. Scotty and Dennis Rodman were the glue that held that team together. Michael could run up and down and shoot every single ball he wanted, but he could Potentially, I mean, he could possibly do it by himself, let's be real. But, <laughs> look, this, the standard was held because he had a team, including Dennis Rodman, Rebound King, shout out, and Scottie Pippen behind him, literally, like, yeah, it's a team there team. at all times to help him destroy. Well, like, one thing that I've heard recently is, like, that, like, people who pay a lot of attention to the NBA talk about him as like not just the best wing defender of his time but like the best wing defender that has ever been for like he was ahead of his time by like 20 years in terms of like nobody's even like done the shit that he did at that time until like very recently he's just that that dominant and like created a new way to be like an amazing dominant force on defense and And that's like, I think, again, I think for a lot of people who observed it, no one goes, it was only Michael Jordan. Right. Only Michael Jordan. But unfortunately, from Scottie Pippen's perspective, he's been looking at this whole thing as everybody's just talking about Michael. And he has a new book coming out. And you're like, called Everybody Keeps Talking About Michael, Including Me. God, I'm so mad. That's the title of the book. By not Michael Jordan. (laughs) He's still going to buy the book. Fine. (laughs) Like, I can't figure out who this book is a buy. Yeah. Michael Jordan's on the cover. There's not one mention of Scottie Pippen. It's all just going off on Michael. I don't know what this book is. Well, I bet you wish this was Michael. The book is called I Bet You, you Wish This Was Michael. About Michael Jordan by Not Michael Jordan. There. Don't even buy it, asshole. That's all the, the author cover. photo is Michael Jordan. Like, oh, you fucking wish, huh? <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. The book is Michael Jordan on the cover. Go, what the fuck are you looking at? Keep going because this isn't about me. Like, oh, shit. But yeah, there's some excerpts that he's shared with GQ and he's upset. Uh, I'll, I'll read a few of them. The first one is just about how the, the docuseries even came together, what the motive was. Quote, this is from Scotty. Michael was determined to prove to the current generation of fans that he was larger than life during his day and still larger than LeBron James, the player mm-hmm. that many consider his equal, if not superior. I mean, so Michael facts. presented his story, yep. not the story of the last dance 
as our coach Phil Jackson built the 97-98 season, once it became obvious the two Jerry's, which are the owners and Jer- uh, owner Jerry Reinsdorf and the manager Jerry Krause, were intent on breaking up the gang no matter what happened. So first of all, I was like, see, this whole thing was like, uh, you guys like LeBron too much thing. And, you know, I don't know. Not many lies detected. Well, there, yeah, no, to be honest. no lies. That's that's very Michael of him. A piece of news came out a while back during the last dance that he released the tapes when like it was like the Cavs had won and LeBron was doing his uh whatever the right the parade and he literally like was watching and then called up and said release the tapes release the hounds he said oh <laughs> this little man thinks he's yeah. it huh and then release I mean that the is the tapes. I do feel like that's the ultimate compliment to LeBron and like what he did with the Cavs is that. It was so amazing that even Jordan got insecure and was like, oh, yeah, Damn, that 100%. Was fucking tight. I never took a, a shitty team like that over and won a championship in two years. Not that they were yeah. shitty, but. And he and then he goes on to keep talking. I mean, this is he's got he's got feelings. He said, and on and on it went. The spotlight shining on number 23, even in the second episode, oh which focused for a while on my difficult upbringing and unlikely path to the NBA. The narrative returned to MJ and his determination to win. I was nothing more than a prop. His, quote, best teammate of all time, he called me. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. On second thought, I could believe my eyes. I spent a lot of time around the man. I knew what made him tick. How naive was I, I was to expect anything else. Each episode was the same. Michael on a pedestal, his teammates secondary, smaller, the message no different from when he retired or when he referred to us back then as his, quote, supporting cast. From one season to the next, we received little or no credit whenever we won, but the bulk of the criticism when we lost, Michael could shoot for six, go six for 24 from the field, commit five turnovers, and he was still in the minds of the adoring press and public, the errorless Jordan. Now here I was in my mid-50s, 17 years after my final game, watching us being demeaned once again. Living through it the first time was insulting enough. I mean, look, this is... Hmm. Just tonally. Like, it's like... Totally, yeah. it's so positive. <laughs> right, totally, it just feels like <laughs> like a bad look, right? No, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it's just hard because look, you, I, un, I, I get like very broadly that you came up at a time where the the greatest player of that time was your teammate. Right. So naturally, you're not going to get as much eyes on you because mm-hmm. of that fact. The gravitational pull is too great, and I think for and I get that he he got snubbed a few times with contracts and things like that. So there's a lot of resentment that I think was building. And then it just became too much. But it's almost like, come on, Scotty, I want you to I want you to accept that people really like you. You know, like you had people really I, I, I the documentary even created a greater appreciation for him, for me from watching it. Yeah. But, you know, it's that it's like it's just like a chain of insecure dudes. Like Michael had to do the doc because he didn't like that LeBron was getting more shine than him. And then Scotty's like, what the fuck about me? Now I'm yeah. in this other thing when everyone's talking about Michael. Depressing to see that at the highest level, it's still just that. It's still just insecurity. Well, I think um, a few things. One, this has like messy Facebook post energy. Yes. But <laughs> right. two, I think greatness is not all that it seem like it all comes with downfalls. Like I was reading that David Simon interview where they're like, he reveals what happens to Tony Soprano. Clickbait. Okay. He does not. David Chase. Yeah. David Simon. Right? David Simon. Chase. David Chase. Chase. David, David Chase. Simon was the wire, wasn't he? You're right. Look all these 
white men named David's writing gorgeous television. <laughs> Pivot off that. Uh, Man, it's all these. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I was reading an article and in the interview and he said by the end of Sopranos, him and James Gandolfini were not very cool. Like mm. with greatness comes ego and with ego comes mess, like some mm-hmm. of the worst mess I've ever seen. And that's kind of what happens when you like because of the concept of the pedestal and how we hold people like you don't come out of that unscathed. It's impossible. Yeah. Some of the greatest yeah. people that we've known. That shit doesn't hold up. Because yeah. guess what? Pedestal, notoriously, made out of wood. Mm. Damn. Put that on a t-shirt. Go on. Go on. No, Pedestal famously oh, made out of wood. Pedestal famously made out of wood. everything. Like George Is Washington's it, teeth. Hold on. Let me Google. <laughs> Pedestal's all wood? All every single one <laughs> every wood? Every single please? time? Fact check. <laughs> Fact check, fact check, fact check. Oh, no, damn, but there I, are I, some you, metal I mean, ones. is there even a goat who's humble? Mm. I don't really understand the question. You know what I mean? Like, who, who is someone who was at the top of their shit that didn't really did it without ego? I don't know if you can. It's hard, like, especially in an individual sport that on some level, you're not, your ego doesn't play into this thing where you're defining yourself from other people through your performances. It's so impossible they had to make up Jesus to do it, you know? I guess what, Serena Williams? Yeah, Serena. Well, I mean, mean, if you watch Being Serena, like I have a few times on HBO Sports, that greatness did not come with its own downfalls as well. Her her father, King Richard, who notoriously dubbed by the new Will Smith movie, which I will love mm -hmm. to see, really struggled, you know, created two amazing tennis players, but he himself, really really struggled no of course and i'm not saying it's it's absent of struggle but serena williams it doesn't get messy (laughs) you know what i mean you gotta watch being serena okay well then no she doesn't get messy like like that no she is legitimately like one of the most i think she's classy yeah she's classy and so that's what i'm like i guess it's i think this is probably why the difference being you know that men are gonna be like way more aggro about shit right uh, just True. by virtue of you know patriarchy and like this uh fucking resource competition for attention i i do think ego is unfortunately something you need in order to succeed at that level because if you cannot hold your yourself to that high esteem then you will you know it's too much it's way too much it's a yeah. lot coming at you at once and you are also trying to perform at a level that is unheard of for the normal human and so you you almost need that ego which is one your saving grace and can un, you know unless checked in a way your absolute downfall right i guess <sighs> there's versions of it right where some person's like i have to be the best person out of all these other people and then another yeah. version to goatville is i have to be the i'm in constant competition with myself no yeah. one else exists outside of me which again are very self-centering worldviews, but I feel like that can kind of affect the rhetoric at times. So I think we're seeing a lot know. of it. Remember this old guy named Dave Chappelle? What happened there? Uh, that's well, rough. that's uh, again, it's all about uh, battling to be relevant. It's mm. so tough. And it's like, look, we all, I mean, I feel like we all knew what last dance was. 
right? Like, yeah. when I no, started, I was like, okay, looks like Jordan's ready to remind Gen Z that he's hot. You know, like, it's so right, like, right. you waited a minute to be like, and just a reminder, I was the best there ever was. Look at this, this black shirt I'm wearing in front of all this all white, gorgeous background. The contrast. I am it. I'm the hottest player to ever live. LeBron doesn't get to be interviewed here, okay? Carmelo Anthony does, though. And you're like, what? Mm. <laughs> I'm not worried what Carmelo thinks about you. <laughs> right. yeah. How about somebody's like, won a championship? But, you know, of course, it's just... I think we all we all knew what it was because, like, we've always known what Jordan was, which is... And, again, I think that's another aware clear thing that is. comes out of the documentary where people will go, fuck, man, Jordan was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> You know, because and even though and we've talked about how they don't even give you the, the full scope of it, truly, but that still comes through. But I guess at the end of the day, there's just I, there's just like this deep seated resentment there. That, and I don't again, I don't know what it stems from, because on a certain level, like you are no, you're inextricably tied to this legacy. But I get it. You don't have a logo. That's a silhouette of you taken off from the free throw line. Right. Have you ever seen the picture of that logo being like photographed? Because it's just, it's just him, yeah, like, like him jumping just going straight up. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. just, like, jumps straight up. Because the I, I remember discovering that as a kid by yeah. when I first time I saw the, was that 83 dunk contest? Mm-hmm. Where I was like, his body isn't doing that in yeah. this video. Like, yeah. he's fully leaping, and he's not doing the full angle, yeah. you know. I remember no- realizing that you can see, like, pants on the outline. Yeah, so sweatpants. Yeah, he's wearing sweatpants in the yeah. logo. I was like, fuck, man. Oh. <laughs> like, are these even Jordans? <laughs> He's jumping up to shoot a ball in a a hoop? No, it's like a no, it's a, it was commercial a photo shoot. shoot. And like, he's just like jumping up and like doing a cool pose. And see, I thought it was like the, it was actually the opposite where he was coming down into a split. <laughs> like a dancer. <laughs> he was about to hit a fucking James Brown oh, move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, see now that was completely over my head. That is so interesting. You learn something new every day. You come on Daily Side Guys, just saying. Right. So it's not Michael Jordan trying to hit a split. <laughs> see, I just thought of the era it made more sense, but <laughs> right. you know, Prince and everything, you know, just uh-huh. like People fucked with dance moves. I thought he was also trying to be like, see, I can also do the split the best out of everybody. I was like, that makes more sense. In sweatpants. Mm. I mean, what else would you do it in? You're right. Go ahead. One thing I will say for Scotty is that I think Michael Jordan is like, because he, like, part of his greatness was mentally fucking people, like, even to a degree of, like, you know, playing golf with Charles Barkley until he knew he was going to be tired and then, like, coming out and being like, I hate that fat fuck and, like, he's never gonna, you know, like, just really cruel to people who are supposedly his best friends. Like, Mm -hmm. and then that is the person that you are defined by. I could see that, like, fucking you up pretty good. Right. You're like, he's an asshole and I was kind of a half decent guy. Right. <laughs> and y'all want to celebrate him. I get that the stats are there, but like, honestly, if y'all hung out with him, you would not like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> it's kind of like the rest of it, too. Yeah. Because the way he talks, he feels like he's like, and I should have known then. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. 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 So and that's why, again, I feel like more than, you know, Michael's Michael. But like Scotty, I'm like, Scotty, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, check out BetterHelp.com. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
that's wow. that's good. That's good content. That's good spawn con you, right there. Let's get you some therapy, bro. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I would watch a season of Real Housewives with Scotty Pippen on it, okay? Of course I would. <laughs> hey, man, Larsa. I love it. I would watch Scotty get so messy on Real Housewives, okay? They're like, it's funny because yeah. he's not a housewife. They're like, yeah, but he is so messy. We had to make an exception. Right. <laughs> like, okay. I would watch it. I will say like his uh, wife, potentially ex-wife, was on an episode of Selling Sunset. Mm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Because yeah, wasn't she getting a, court, a house with a basketball court in it? Yeah, and it came down to the driveway was too small. They had too many cars, unfortunately. Uh, too many cars. And I was like, that is court. a flex. <laughs> yeah. They also needed a basketball court for his son. Mm. Uh, well, you know, I... Again, Scotty, wish you peace. Yeah, people think you're good. Right. For the record, people, people don't think, think you're, you're bad. People think you're one. No of one the... thinks you suck. Yeah, so. I have a memory of I believe were they playing the jet? Gosh, now I'm blanking on who they were playing. When remember the game, he tripped and fell. It was like the last few minutes. He <laughs> tripped and fell. The do you not remember this? This is like one of the more legendary games. Oh, I thought you were just going like dribble the ball out of bounds like a jackass. No, no, no. So he was running. <laughs> He, I forget, someone else may have tripped and fell. He tripped over them. And then they were like, st- he was still able to pass the ball as he's like falling. Get it to, I think, Jordan and then, or someone, I forget exactly. And then someone else, or one of them is still able to score and they still win the game. Like, that's like the level of like, you're ch- I remember that watching that live as a child. And that's what I remember like, oh, you can't fuck with Pippin. Like, yeah. You can literally throw him off the court. He will still get that pass to Jordan. Mm. You know, folks, send your your well wishes. It's just kind of like... Send your well wishes to Scotty. (laughs) Give some respect. Put some respect on the Pippin name. Thank you. And also let him know that he's respected. He's loved. I mean, Mm. I'm not going to lie. If you post on another book, (laughs) look, the order's (laughs) on deck, honey. (laughs) Anna, as always, such a pleasure having you. Where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? All right. You can follow me at Anna Hosnier on Twitter. Oh, and I have a podcast called Ethnically Ambiguous. Boom. And I also do a live Twitch stream show with Molly Lambert called Deckheads Pod <sighs> on Twitch. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter to get all that information. Wow. <laughs> I feel actually relaxed, like vicariously <laughs> getting all those sighs in. Miles, where can people find you? Oh, sorry. Anna, is there a oh, tweet you've been enjoying? Shit. This yes. episode's a fucking mess, but that's all right. Is there a tweet you've been enjoying? You know, it's funny, like, I am the producer for this show, kind of, but, like, there is nothing. Anytime I'm on the show, it's, like, pure madness. Well, yeah, because you're not <laughs> off, off mic just giving us looks Hol- of Holding dis- all the disdain. wires together. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I wanna. I have a few. Molly Lambert at Molly Lambert. They tweeted, "I love that Lady Gaga worked with a speech coach for House of Gucci, and she sounds like oh, Nadia dude. from What We Do in the Shadows." Oh. <laughs> wow, that was a speech coach. Oh no! Yeah, Wait, you've seen House of Gucci? No, but just from the trailer, I'm like, that oh, just sounds yeah, like you're winging it. Mm. I don't consider myself a very ethical like, person if it make it kind of hurts me that someone with an ear like hers that that's the best she got mm. but are we sure I that's kinda... not what the person sounded like and like no i mean it was a version but mm. like mm. it's not like you know like accent 
so accurate. You're like, holy shit. Right, she's, right. She's nailing it. I mean, and the I think fact that's why that, everyone's more like giggly about it. That I could potentially nail that accent with like a day's work is a problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> I shouldn't be able to get to that accent with just like me saying it in the mirror to myself over and over right. again. That's and the problem. You are one of the great actors. So, um, mm-hmm. all right. Here's another so tweet from so. Big Honkin' Caboose at It's Me, Gan Graves. They tweeted, Have I fucked Pete Davidson, the person? No. But have I fucked Pete Davidson, the brand? Exclusively. <laughs> I just thought that was... That was so good. Also, one more. Yamini at Show Me The Yams. When I meet someone who isn't bisexual, it's like, okay, old soul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, old soul. <laughs> all right. That's, all, that's funny. Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? You can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. And also the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexander, where we talk about 90 Day Fiance, one of my favorite shows. First tweet that I like is from The Onion at The Onion. It's a woman at like a Bed Bath & Beyond type store, like holding a weighted blanket with like a just dejected look on her face. It says, weighted blanket, sure to succeed, where CBD, salt lamp, oil diffuser, acupressure mat, bath bomb, and white noise machine <laughs> failed. That's too real. I reject that. I know. I know. But, but you know what? It's the ones that cut the deepest that feel so good. Mm. Then Trayvon Free posted this meme from Squid Games, where it was like the red light, green light thing with the robot girl from Squid Games. And it says, Red light, and on the side, the text says, a non-white person pitching a super thorough and well-crafted idea to every studio in town. Mm. Green light, a white person casually mentioning an idea to an exec at a party. Mm. <laughs> and then he said, where is the lie? And I was like, uh, nepotism is really something else. Mm. And then my last tweet is from at Ballsnonk, Rich Auntie Skeleton tweeted, parenthetical Beck voice, in the time of NFTs, they stole my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That just hit. Mm. Oh. Oh, right. No, I do get it. Uh, yeah, I do. Notoriously. Totally. Always. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien and a tweet, a couple tweets. First, uh, Whitmer Thomas. This is just facts and everybody should incorporate <laughs> this. There facts. should be a room at every party where you can watch a movie. If you're not <laughs> doing this at your party, Whoa. you need facts. to do that. And then Rajat Suresh tweeted... Milk is getting pretty expensive, so economists are suggesting Robert De Niro has nipples. You should milk him. <laughs> I've got nipples, Greg. I do love a Meet the Parents reference. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? I mean, let's just keep it, uh, you know, just west side uh, for this one. Okay, look, I know Isaiah Rashad isn't from the west side, but, you know, because you fucking with TDE, I'm just going to accept you. You know what I mean? Like, look, let's face it, Corrupt is from Pennsylvania and an Exhibit is from Arizona, but we still accept him. But I got to say, this new Isaiah Rashad album is really good. And this track called R.I.P. Young is just fucking wonderful. So please check this track out. It's just, again, he's a great lyricist. The album has fantastic features. But this one, again, got some good old boom bap, head nod, 90s type vibes. So you know this old man likes to hear it. Mm -hmm. Where is Isaiah? Is he from Tennessee? Yes, from Chattanooga. Chattanooga. 
All right. Well, uh, go check that song out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever. Find podcasts are given away for free. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. And I'm Anna. 